0: Oh hi! I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode ninety-eight. I have a feeling this is going to be a low-energy one because uh, every day is the same. The news is the same. Everything is the same. Everything's really boring. I'm not saying I'm bored, but the lack of of um, variety with the news every day is the same. By the way, that that uh, opening that was from the movie Groundhog's Day. Bill Murray, go watch it. You have so much time on your hands right now. If you haven't seen it, go watch it, and you're going to know why I picked that as the opening. I know I usually do songs. That was technically a song, but not really. It was a clip from a movie, so deal with it. Deal with it. You know how we're all trapped and there's nothing to do? Look, you can read a book, which I actually haven't, and I should. It's kind of one of those things. It's like working out where you have to psych yourself up to do it, and then while you're doing it, you're like, oh, I should have been doing this all along. This feels good. I like it. Uh, But like everyone else, I've been watching things. And I needed to have a major palate cleanser after what I'm going to talk about. And the palate cleanser is I've been watching old noir movies. So one of my favorite movies of all time is a neo-noir movie called Blade Runner. And also the sequel, Blade Runner 2049. But I wanted to see what inspired that movie, those movies. Uh, what was the main inspiration and so I've been I needed a palate cleanser and I've been watching uh, 1940s 50s Hollywood movies uh, noir classics like Sunset Boulevard and the Maltese Falcon and I want to I miss a time I've never even experienced watching those movies makes me want to go back there live there and then there to be like a a button that doesn't allow progress, we've been taught that the word progress is good. progression is good. it's good with medicine, I guess right um for instance, in the movie, the Maltese Falcon, the Bad guy is uh he's really fat. There's no fat people. Watch any movie from back then. Not only are there no black people <laughs> or diversity. I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. it's just kind of it's so obvious now when you watch things how how they try to make everything diverse. And it's like, that's not really how real life is unless you live in certain parts of New York. Um, but but there are no fat people. And watch The Maltese Falcon because uh, the bad guy, they call him the fat man because it's so rare. And I was reading the trivia for that movie and uh, they, the, the set designers had to build, uh, had to A, spend a ton of money on his wardrobe uh, for instance, Humphrey Bogart, who's the main dude, he uh, to save money, the studio's like, hey, you got to use your own wardrobe. And the fat guy, they had to specifically tailor his whole thing because uh, there were no fat people. There was, like, no fat clothes for him, so they had to make it out of nothing, right? They had to tailor it. And not only that, but they had to, <laughs> in the scene where he's he's talking to Humphrey Bogart in his hotel... They had to the they had to make special chairs for him because the, the prop ones kept on breaking. Because it was so rare for there to be a fat person in anything, in real life. And uh, so I checked how much he weighed, and he was three hundred and ninety pounds. That's skinny in today's in today's world where we have shows like My Thousand Pound Sister or the th- th- whatever that one's called Ton. I can't remember the name of that one because I don't care about those people. Those people. it's Obese is beautiful. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. No, they're fat. It's not beautiful. There's no uh, rhyme or reason. There's no rhyme or reason with what their bodies do. It doesn't compute. And uh, so I've been watching those movies. And uh, I want to go back and I want to live there. You know, if we ever achieve real virtual reality to where you could just plug yourself in and live in them for real and feel it and everything i would go back and live there for real okay maybe not but we know when i'm old and decrepit yes i would and uh i don't know also i noticed in that movie uh in the in the maltese falcon (laughs) actually in both how they talk to women man feminists would would be up in arms if if someone made a movie like that today someone should You know, they call the (laughs) angel face and doll face and and honey and all that. They call their secretaries (laughs) that. And uh, it's like I always say, I'm a benevolent sexist. I think that women actually like that. But they've been hardened so much and they're so unhappy. And they so so want to be like men nowadays that uh, they fight back. It's like the catcalling thing. Like they all say they don't like it. But deep down they do and they miss it when they get older. So why did I need a palate cleanser? Because everyone is talking about the Tiger King, and you got to watch the Tiger King. You got to do. It. And look, whenever there's hype around something, it takes me a very long time to ever get to it. If I ever do get to it, it takes me a long time. But my brothers were also saying it, and I have to kind of, uh, you know, I have to respect their opinions a little bit more than other people. So I was like, okay, if they like it, I got to watch it. And uh, I watch. I blasted through all seven. I bla- it, it's fast food I blasted through all seven on Saturday It's a documentary in, Cut into seven episodes And uh, everyone everyone, People I respect People on my political side it, it, it crosses political boundaries Everyone is fascinated by this More so than something like Game of Thrones Because that you kind of have to like fantasy This everyone Doesn't matter what genre of anything you like People are fascinated by this And I blasted through all seven of them and uh, some parts were interesting. Some parts were entertaining. That guy, Joe Exotic, is entertaining. There was another guy who had a harem of women. Uh, at his for, Okay, so let me take a step back. It's about wild uh, animal wranglers and how they're all fucking crazy and how they go through, I mean, there aren't really any regulations, so they make their own private zoos with, with tigers. Like, Joe Exotic had, like, a thousand of them, and then he was breeding them, which I thought that was a, that's a good thing. I think he should have changed his business strategy and bred them and shipped them off to Africa because they're they're endangered. But that's besides a point. So that's what it's about and how these people are crazy and how it, it kind of focused on like three main people. Joe Exotic, who's in Oklahoma, another dude. I forgot his name. It was some Indian name. He, he basically made a cult out of his zoo and he only hired hot women and he married like four of them and uh if they wanted to to go up the ladder in his zoo, they would have to sleep with him. It's a cult. it's like a cult and um and it's a glorified petting zoo i mean it's uh it's it's i look on paper it works the business works right These people are making a, we're making a ton of money and then it was this other so it was that guy, and then another woman who is looks like Hillary Clinton and also killed her husband. <laughs> because he wanted to move everything to Costa Rica and she wanted to stay behind and focus on her animal sanctuary. And she's trying to shut down all the other people while she's doing exactly what they're doing, except she says she's not breeding them. Again, I thought breeding them would be the plan because they're endangered. But no, I don't know. It's a mess. The whole thing's a mess. And for most people, the most interesting person is Joe Exotic. He's a gay uh a gay dude with a mullet he he's white trash and he <laughs> he was married to two straight dudes who he just coerced by giving them meth and whatever they wanted one of them ended up killing himself by accident and uh and he also makes he he's also a country singer by the way that's like that that they should have focused on that a little bit more because that's probably one of the most interesting things Yes, he's gay. Yes, he ran for governor and the libertarian presidential nominee. And uh, he sunk a lot of money into that. And he he breeds these these animals. But he's actually a good musician. Like, no joke. He's actually a good musician. Let me play you one of his songs. Where are you? Song. There it is. Cause I saw a tiger, now I understand, I saw a tiger, a tiger saw me, I can give him a home, safe and warm, but the law wants to ban me, can you tell me who's home? You get the idea. He's actually really good. Um, I actually wanted to use that as the opening song, but I'm like, no, I got to do the Groundhog's Day thing. Um, and uh, this guy's a this guy's an entrepreneur. He, he progressively gets crazier as the documentary goes along. And, uh, you know, he ends up in jail and all that. I, I won't tell you why. I already have spo- spoiled so many things about this, but honestly, who gives a shit? And uh, the... Yeah, so so he's genuinely talented and I was going to say is that he is a entrepreneur. And while I'm watching this I'm I, I'm kind of thinking this guy's a little bit like Alex Jones and a little bit like Donald Trump, especially in the beginning. He was taking all these exotic animals to to um malls, malls across America. And then this lady, the one that killed her husband, was uh reporting him and fo- had people following him around to shut it all down, you know, to protect the animals, whatever. And, uh, but, but he's an entrepreneur. I mean, out of nothing, he tried look, he he came out as gay to his parents when he was 16. They kind of, uh, brushed him off. He got depressed. He tried to kill himself. And while in recovery, he met, uh, his neighbor had these animals and then he fell in love with them and he, he genuinely fell in love with them. And then he, uh, started his own thing and he was, he was making a ton of money. But as the thing goes along, he gets progressively, uh, more paranoid, crazier, and all that So while I'm watching it I'm like okay he's like Alex Jones He's like Donald Trump And then I, I this caught my eye An article that says Trevor Noah who's the host of the Daily Show uh, Big Tiger, le- Tiger King lesson Joe Exotic and Trump are the same person I'm like holy shit I hate Trevor Noah But he's seeing what I'm seeing And uh, then I'm watching the clip First of all And I'm not going to play this clip for you Because I, I watched it and i'm like this is not interesting this is not even funny and uh he it didn't he, the correlations he made with trump and this guy just do not make sense it's it, it it you'd think that that with all the writers he has and all the production people he has they would find better things you know because again my instinct is like oh these people are similar they're crazy like trump is fucking crazy i know, he he is and i love him but he's crazy and this guy is also crazy and we need crazy, like Steve Jobs was too. Like, we need, we need eccentric people to push things forward. And I'm not talking about progress, but, you know, get us out of certain things and, and help us in certain ways. And uh, Trevor Noah didn't do a very good job. And the thing I wanted to mention with regards to Trevor Noah and celebrities like him, because I've been seeing clips like these people have resumed doing their shows, but from their bedroom, is that they are so boring. And not funny. And I mentioned this on a previous podcast, but it's becoming more and more apparent how these celebrities, how uninteresting they are, and how really without the studio audience and without the studio itself and the lights and the fancy cameras and and uh, and the slickly made production and, and, and videos they have, they're really nothing. And they're really shells for wh- whichever conglomerate they work for. When you work for a Viacom, Or Disney or any of these companies you can't go out of what the boundaries they set you can't go out of those Uh, and you can't push back against them because they own you they they do own you as a person it's like how the studio system in early Hollywood was where uh, actors weren't represented by by independent people or even by managers or agents or anything like that. They were, they were owned by the studio. They had contracts with the studio. So they couldn't pick their projects. The studio picked the projects for them. So it's very similar right now how it went full circle. How these uh, 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 entertain, entertainers, especially the ones who have these shows, are owned by the conglomerate that owns, let's say, Comedy Central. Um, and, 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 you know, if, if, if these people were even remotely interesting, they wouldn't be on TV. They would be streamers. They would be Gen Z streamers on, uh, on the internet. For instance, you might not like him, but this is just a good example. Uh, Nick Fuentes, who people call a white supremacist and all that. I think that's put, put, uh, that's, that's kind of a little bit too extreme. And he does his show out of his bedroom. And he has a green screen behind him and uh, he makes a, a ton of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars. He makes a ton of money. And uh, and it's all him. There's literally no one else in his crew. It's only him or Paul Joseph Watson, who used to work for Infowars and now is on his own. And he has over a million subscribers on YouTube, over a million followers on Twitter, and he records out of it out of his bedroom. And he's been doing this for years. Those and, 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 and he writes his own content and he puts together his own videos and all that they're not it, it, the thing is is that there's thousands of people doing this online and they're all more talented than these celebrities they're all more impressive than these celebrities uh and they're more interesting than these celebrities even if you don't agree with them politically or philosophically they are more interesting than these celebrities because they they constantly have to be curious and grow whereas these other people have you know dozens of writers and uh and everything's put together for them and the narrative is put together for them and and uh yeah so the the tiger king it's whatever <laughs> i went on a long tangent but really my whole point is the tiger king it's fine let me let me just uh read a tweet I was texting my friend yesterday who uh, I haven't seen in a little bit because we go to the movies all the time together, and there are no more movies. They actually – Hollywood said they might cancel the whole summer season because everything – everything you have to uh, advertise months before, and if you can't do that, then what's the point of releasing a movie that you spent $200 million on? So my friend who I always go to the movies with, uh, we were talking, and I was like, is there any movies I should watch, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and I said, and also the Tiger King, I think it's okay. It's fast food. It's okay. Like it has its moments. And then he wrote back that he, I'll read you the tweet. And then I encouraged him. No, I'll read you the text and then I'll read you the tweet because I I encouraged him to write this and it's so spot on. Uh, he said, Tiger King was like, okay, Coke, you know, it's, kind of a waste of time but you keep snorting it because you're kind of high i have no uh and then and then i said you gotta tweet that because he then was writing about something else and i'm like you gotta tweet that he never tweets he only tweets about his podcast and uh and you know you know you can't only use twitter to advertise for your stuff like you you gotta say something else and people will like it like people will appreciate that you did that uh, that's kind of the point of Twitter. It can't just be for advertisement. So I'm like, you got to tweet that. And then he actually did. And it did very well for him. And I'll read you the tweet because it's like the text, but I fully agree with it. Not that I do drugs, but but uh, I agree with the sentiment. So he said, watching Tiger King Di- Tiger King is like doing bad cocaine for six hours. You know, it's <laughs> it's very specific for six hours. You know, it's bad, but there's nothing else to do. And you get mildly high for a while. But then you start coming down and beat yourself up. While you're crashing and wonder, why in the hell did I just do that? Which is how I feel about the Tiger King. And especially because I blew past six episodes in, in one sitting. Or seven episodes in one sitting. That's actually crazy if you think about it. But it, you know what? It was the weekend and I had to decompress from a busy week of doing the same thing I do on the weekend. <laughs> Which is sit around. Look, I had my routine before this whole quarantine. It's, it's not like I had a day job, but I had a routine. And uh, everything's disrupted, and I don't like it, and every day I'm losing more hope, um, as I should. So let's, you know, to, to, let's just keep talking about celebrities for a second, and it's kind of funny. Before uh, the Elton John thing, I, 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 bookmarked, uh, I bookmarked a New York Times article, and uh, they never get anything right. And, and when they do, it's, it's already so old. So yesterday they released an article. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll mention it on the podcast. I'll read it before so it's fresh in my head because I agree with the headline. But I was reading the article. I'm like, this is really fucking boring. Uh, And you write this now? You should have written this three weeks ago. And I'm just going to read you the headline. It says, celebrity culture is burning. The pandemic has disrupted relations among the masses, the elites, and the celebrities who... Wow, I... I, uh I don't know this word. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Liaze Wait. Liaze? <laughs> I can't read this word. There's always one word that stumps me. Because I'm not that smart. <laughs> uh, Whatever. You know what? Fuck it. My whole point is is that the article was not interesting. It was actually really long. Not interesting. And uh, all I had to do was read you the headline. Because it's everything I've just been talking about. But Elton John. There was a... <laughs> Uh, this is this is how um, bored I am. Is this is this is actually kind of interesting to me. I mean, it's actually not, but the headline is funny, and I'm gonna read you some examples within the article. So this article, it's from a woke publisher. I don't even. I've never even heard of it, but it says uh, Elton John calls gender neutral Sam Smith he and all hell breaks loose. It's not fucking optional. With the with the war still raging on Twitter, Sam uh, Sam Smith has now been in the top three ranks of us trends for some time um, you know the longer the name of the person writing the article the more woke it will it will be like you can you can be almost guaranteed you should live by that rule so if this if this was written by john smith it it wouldn't it would first of all there wouldn't be an update that says an earlier an earlier version of this article misgendered sam smith as him it should have read them the error has been corrected, so you know if John Smith wrote that article, there would have not been an update. But this was written by Alakananda Bandiopadhyay. Try saying that three times in a row, fast. Uh, so I'm going to read you. <laughs> I'm going to read you a part that they fixed in this article. This is just an example of the stupidity of the pronouns thing. And I I didn't want to make this whole podcast about coronavirus uh, because there is stuff I'm going to talk about, but it's just it's just too much already. And it's pretty repetitive. So I needed to get back to stupid celebrity news. And uh, this has got to be one of the dumbest fights between celebrities ever. And then you have these stupid publications that that um, just keep it going and inflame it. So I'm going to read you a little bit, a little snippet of how. They're ruining language. And then how it can get confusing to just a normal reader. So it says, However, Smith getting misgendered hasn't happened for the first time. More recently, the project host, Carrie Bickmore, had also opened up in her Daily Telegraph column about coming close to misgendering Smith's pronouns during an interview with them. During an interview with them. Um... That means that she was interviewing more than one person. For someone who doesn't keep track of this woke culture, that can be very confusing. It's happened to me many times where I'm reading something, and then it says something like an interview with them, and I'm like, wait, what? What does this mean? You're ruining the English language, which is the best language in the world because um, what's the alternative? Cantonese, a fake language that they make up as they go along? Can we not ruin our language? It's like when they do lat like la, instead of saying uh latino or latina, they go latin x because they want to be gender neutral. What the fuck are you doing? Can we not do that? I guarantee you anyone in Mexico if you talk to them like that they they will have no clue what you're doing. And uh uh <laughs> um a country like Mexico has a uh, really really to- toxic masculine men and i'm joking when i say toxic masculine men but they um they're they're pretty uh pretty gendered over there <laughs> they don't abide by your rules whatever let's move on so um okay fine now oh no actually before we get to that so uh andrew cuomo he's the governor of new york there was big news, and uh, like Trump, he's doing a daily press conference, and uh, but unlike Trump, he has his nipples pierced, and uh, at first I, s- I thought that was fake, but the picture, <laughs> the picture was uh, not doctored, and it was everyone was talking about it a couple of days ago, and uh, I've been saying that they're gonna the Democratic Party is gonna replace Joe Biden, he's not gonna be the nominee, they might even cancel the convention, which I think they will. But Biden will not be the nominee. He is losing his mind more and more every day. His brain is melting. And uh, they're going to replace him. And the betting odds are saying that Andrew Cuomo, who's the governor of New York, and he's been handling the coronavirus very very well in the eyes of the media and the citizens of New York. uh, They say he might be the replacement and it might not be anyone who's ever received a vote, uh, you know, during this whole primary but i think that that because of nipplegate his chances have you know been halved but you know it's the democratic party they're very open minded about that stuff it's just very weird that there's a, a baby boomer with n- his nipples pierced and he's a major politician that i i can't get past that but this family can't stay out of the news so his brother is the is a host on cnn he has his own show and these guys not impressive, dudes. the 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 CNN one especially, and uh, his name is Chris Cuomo. Wait, maybe I mixed the two. Is Andrew Cuomo the governor and Chris? I uh, whatever. So Chris Cuomo, I think he's the one with the show on CNN, and they've been doing this shtick. And I think it's it's to show how normal they are and how they bicker like anyone else. Like this is this is actually planned out. So they uh, he invites his brother, the governor, on his show on CNN and then they uh, they bicker and they have these cute videos where uh, uh, interviews where they uh, the brother's like, are you running for president? And the guy's like, no. And uh, and he asks him like three times in a row, like a brother would, you know. And then they and then they start talking about how uh, they don't call their moms enough. They don't call their mom enough. And, uh, and we're thinking, oh, this is a private conversation that they're airing on live national TV. Maybe they should talk about this in private. Or maybe they're just planning this. And they planned it. And it's a skit. And they're performing for us to normalize him and to show that he, they have a sense of humor. But it actually comes off as they hate each other. That's how I see it. It's bizarre because they're trying to normalize each other. But it just seems like they hate each other. And uh, I want to play you a clip to prove my point, which is really funny. Uh, I'll play a little bit of it, a little bit of it. Oh, I, I've had to learn and do stuff with the kids. I don't know why you take your shot at that. I mean, you know, just because you don't cook. I mean, mom shares her secrets about how to make sauce. Very few people. I mean, you shouldn't criticize yourself that you're not one of the people that mom saw as worthy to, you know, teach how to cook and make tomato sauce. Well, look I, I'm sure she would have it's just that you spent so much more time in the kitchen Chris than I did uh, you were just available to her you know you had that mm-hmm. uh, that uh, always like mom's little helper in the kitchen I really respect that so I think mm-hmm. it's because you were there and uh, always under for yeah, see I don't see it that way how many I mean you I don't see it that years way. in the kitchen when you think of it I don't I don't see it that way I didn't spend years I didn't mean to offend you He's basically calling his little brother gay. (laughs) Actually, I think it's kind of funny. But this is a skit. They told each other that they were going to do this. I mean, this is totally a skit. This was planned. And uh, I commend them. But this is on CNN. So the headline in the, it says, Coronavirus epidemic. More than three-fourths of the U.S. population ordered to stay home. And they're talking about their mom's tomato sauce recipe. Uh, Very cute. But then the next day, I so I saw this, and then the next day it says uh, the CNN host Chris Cuomo has coronavirus, and uh, I don't believe it. I, I swear, the the more celebrities are getting coronavirus, the less I believe it. Not that coronavirus coronavirus exists; it's a real thing. But I think that they're use like they don't have to prove it to anyone, and uh, they're getting that placard, they're getting that um, wheelchair placard, <laughs> the disabled placard for their car, but. For you know, clout points. There, so so it's like a virtual, it's a digital uh, placard, and I think it's kind of funny. But so let's I guess let's move on to Corona. So, um, have you? Maybe you haven't heard, but a lot of major cities are starting to release prisoners, and uh, because they, their excuses. That coronavirus is spreading and, and it's in heavily populated uh, areas and that prisons are microcosms of that. And so they're going to release prisoners because they don't want them to get coronavirus, which literally doesn't make sense to me. It's kind of like if if you had zombies locked up and you're like, we got to let them roam free because the zombies, uh, it, it might... There'll be more zombies if we keep them all locked up. It it do, like it doesn't make sense. Try making sense of it, and it doesn't make sense. And then they're they're saying that a lot of these major cities are saying their uh, gun shops can't operate because it's non essential. So you're releasing the prisoners. You can't sell guns. You, you can't people can't defend themselves. And you're also police chief commissioners are announcing that they're not going to arrest people for breaking and entering or uh, theft or anything like that. Because they they have limited resources So they're they're asking for a perfect storm to happen And uh, the best example of any of this I've seen this past week Is uh, the Houston mayor And I'm not exaggerating You'll hear the whole clip Houston mayor asks people not to commit crimes until corona is over That's a real thing So let's listen to it Because it's mind-boggling These are the people you vote for most likely Democrats. I can't—honestly, I can't imagine—I can't imagine this dude's a Republican. And uh, Houston is in Texas, but typically metropolitan areas are more liberal for some reason. I don't know why. Honestly, I don't. But uh, this this just literally doesn't make sense, and, and uh, they, they want crime to go up because Trump is the law and order ca- president, candidate, and uh, th- for some reason they want crime to go up our police officers, the best way to help police officers don't commit a crime and then you won't need us okay, so the best way to keep our police officers and first responders safe, you know then let me just make my plea until the coronavirus is resolved criminals take a break okay, stay home okay, stay home and don't commit any crimes and that way they'll stay safe and out of jail and police officers will stay safe and can go home to their families. Okay? So everybody chill. Crooks, criminals, you chill. Wait till the coronavirus is over. Wait till the coronavirus is over and then you can go back to stealing. Because social distancing is that important. So don't don't steal. Don't steal anything. Please don't steal. For now. For now. It's just like you know, and then and then after you can and we'll give you the get, get out of jail free card and, you know, don't worry about it. Um, but there's other there's other grifters also televangelists. So I've uh, lately I've been pretty lenient on religion and all that. But within every religion, there are other opportunistic people. And I don't like hypocrites. I don't like opportunistic people uh, that are frauds. Like I'll give you an example. The guy. What's his name? The self-help dude. What's his name? I literally had it right now and then it, it left. I'm going to type in... Uh, I'm going to type in on Google. Uh, most famous self-help dude. Guy. I'll put guy. <laughs> it, it, yes. Tony Robbins. I mean, try watching any of his shit. He's a f- He's a fake. He's a fraud. And, 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 and really what it is is these people create little religions. So it's, uh, it's funny, like people who are atheists and hate on religion and they, they shit on these kinds of people, who I'll show you in a second, uh, don't realize that it's part of human nature for people to act like this. Narcissists, sociopaths, to uh, take advantage of people. So it exists within religion and without religion. So it's not really like I'm even shitting on Christianity or religion When I'm talking about this guy But um, Because because he would have existed Without Christianity He would have made a self-help thing Like Joel Osteen The biggest The biggest mega church dude in the whole country Who is worth Probably half a billion dollars Google his net worth And tri- tri- uh, Triple it <laughs> Um, But th- Like that guy That guy sucks That guy's a piece of shit And And it's funny because that, like okay let me go back to the tiger king thing for a second one of the things that bothered me about it was there was no one i really cared about um everyone is making the dumbest decisions everyone's retarded and you can see you like you can see it's not even hindsight while it's happening you're like don't trust that guy that guy's a that guy's a fraud uh don't do business with that guy he's terrible because i'm semi smart i can tell those kinds of people i see a, i can see a, a grifter from a mile away and the, then going back to these kinds of people, the televangelists, most of them, I'll say 95% of them, are uh, clearly, clearly do not buy, buy their own shit. They clearly don't believe any of it. And they're just, uh, they're scam artists. And you could, j- like, look at their face. Look at their face. You know how when um, Ted Cruz was running for president last, last election, uh, Trump called him Lion Ted? lying ted it 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 was because his face wasn't symmetrical something about him looked like he was lying even though maybe he wasn't it's just that's how we're programmed we're programmed to to judge people like that that's why we don't find fat people attractive so when you look at these kinds of people you could just look at their expressions and you can you can immediately detect frauds and bullshit artists but I uh, I saw this clip. Someone posted it, and we don't need to watch the whole thing, but I just think it's hilarious. And people buy into it. This dude has a, a, a ton of private planes. Like, private planes that cost $20 million each. He has probably three or four or five of them. His name is Kenneth Copeland. And he's destroying the virus through what I can only describe as Christian magic spells, someone wrote. And then in quotes, in the name of Jesus I execute judgment on you COVID-19, it is finished It is over, let's watch the clip Thank you Jesus Standing in the office of the prophet of God I execute judgment on you COVID-19 I execute judgment on you (laughs) Satan you destroyer, you killer, you get out, you we break your power, you get off this nation. I demand judgment on you. I demand, I demand, I demand a vaccination to come immediately. Yes. Yes. I call you, done. It's I call you done, gone. It's over. You don't gone. It's gone. From your come down. Of destroyer, you come down and you crawl on your oh. belly like God commanded you when he put his foot on your head in the garden. He's <sighs> a good performer. And you know what? COVID-19, the Chinese virus is done. We defeated it. Thank you, Kenneth Copeland. Couldn't have done it without you. I don't know why you didn't do this in the first week, but it, it took you a couple months. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to put that aside. I don't care. You, you finally did it, and I thank you, and I'm going to – where can I donate? I need to donate to you because now I can pay rent. So thank you. Um, These people are like the, the – the what's it called? the Those people who can uh, – the psychics. They're like the psychics who can talk to your dead relative. They're the same thing. There's just degrees, you know. You could either be uh, a $20 an hour psychic and have like a little shop. Or you could be this guy who makes hundreds of millions of dollars. It's, it's, it's just how good of a speaker you are. And honestly, unironically, unironically, I could watch this guy for an hour. I could watch him longer than than an an hour of Amy Schumer stand-up. I swear, unironically, I could watch it because it's fascinating. It's entertaining. These people are good speakers. I, Who was I watching? Some politician. Which politician was I watching? Oh, yeah. Mike Pence, the vice president. Uh, When he he speaks at these press conferences, Trump does because he's the head of the task force, the coronavirus task force. I'm thinking this guy's genuinely a good speaker. So before the coronavirus thing, I honestly I couldn't tell you what Mike Pence sounded like. I barely ever heard him. And I'm thinking, oh, he's just a he's just a guy. He's just a quiet dude who's the vice president, which he is like Trump chose him partially probably because of that reason. He didn't want anyone to upstage him. So rightfully so, right? Trump, you're the star. But Mike Pence is a really good speaker. And if he was never a politician, he could have been one of these guys. But like a really good one. This guy's very transparent. This guy, Kenneth Copeland, very transparent. Very, sh- like, clearly, clearly a piece of shit. But Mike Pence, uh, you know, I want you to be my grandpa. You speak very well. I like you. And uh, look, he's going to run for president in 2024. I don't think he'll win. He won't get the nomination. But the dude's a talented guy. But I love these. I love these televangelists. I, I uh, when I had cable back in the day, I would kind of flip through channels sometimes, and and if I landed on one of these guys, I would stop and I'd just watch, just because I'm fascinated by them. They're literally making money. You know how people make money by selling their e-books. And uh, so, you know, you don't have to ship anything. It's all digital. And, and uh, the, it costs nothing to make other than your time to write, like, let's just say a workout routine. And people make to- a ton of money doing that. I'm fascinated by those people, too. And this guy's the same thing. He's literally not selling anything other than his uh, ability to speak. Hey, I want to do that. Hey, I want to do that. I'm trying right now, but, uh, so donate to my Patreon. Should I make a Patreon? DM me. Tell me. Should I? Should I? Should I do it? Um, and, uh, to, to continue on with the Corona stuff, but I'm kind of going with, like, little interesting things I've been finding on the side that are on the outskirts of Corona. Like, so they're kind of about Corona, but, but not really. And something I saw yesterday during the press conference, which, with, uh, Dr. Fauci. He's uh, almost eighty years old, by the way. Can you believe that? If you're not watching these press conferences, you should. And uh, but let me let me step aside for a second. But uh, Trump was ragging how his press conferences are getting rave re- rave uh, ratings, like huge ratings, and that's something he would say. So it's not surprising. But when I was watching the Trevor Noah clip before, he was comparing Joe Exotic and Trump to one for, uh, to one another, and he was using that as an example that Trump is is, is uh, touting his ratings. And then Trevor Noah said something like, it's not the ratings, people are just at home and all they're doing is watching TV and uh, they just want updates on the coronavirus. No, you fucking idiot. Watch the press conferences and Trump is so entertaining, especially when he starts answering questions with the media, that you will find a piece of gold every day and you can put it on Twitter and it'll go viral because it's just so funny. And so entertaining, and I know that I know people personally. I know people who are watching, who are never Trump fans, and who are watching the press conferences, and now like Trump, unironically they like him now, because th- you're actually seeing him unfiltered. You're not. You, if you're watching the press conferences, you're not seeing at the end of the day how the media cuts it up and then puts things out of, um, and, you know, they create their own narrative and and uh, puts things out of context and all that. So uh, you're seeing him unfiltered. And you're kind of realizing, holy shit, I was wrong this whole time. This dude's awesome, and he's hilarious, and that's why it's getting high ratings. But while I was doing that, uh, something popped, at, pop, you know, came to my attention a little bit. You know, while while I'm watching these press conferences, I'm also kind of on my phone. I'm half paying attention, but I kind of have these certain buzzwords that I'm looking out for. And I uh, this this clip with uh, Doctor Fauci to me was super interesting because it's basically what I alluded to in a tweet from three weeks ago. Where I said something like, the markets are heavily reacting to the coronavirus because it's real and there's actual consequences to it, rather than they've never reacted to any news of global warming because it's all fake. And uh, I found this super interesting because there's a direct correlation, in my opinion. So let me play you the clip and I'll explain what I'm talking about. Very good question. If this is full mitigation and it's 100000 why am I standing here saying, I want to make it better? Because that's what the model tells you it's going to do. What we do is that every time we get more data, you feed it back in and relook at the model. Is the model really telling you what's actually going on? And again, I know my modeling colleagues are going to not be happy with me, but models are as good as the assumptions you put into them. And as we get more data... Then you put it in, and that might change. So even though it says, according to the model, which is a good model that we're dealing with, this is full mitigation. As we get more data, as the weeks go by, that could be modified. Models are only as good as the data you put into them. When, when people hear about the climate change models and in the, in, in the projections, which are the same as these projections, by the way— um, People forget that they're made by people, that the equations put into them and the data put into them are human made. So it's not like a magic computer that then says, oh, this is what's going to happen. So when people are like, we only have 10 years left on this planet. Climate change is real. Uh, no, dude, it's, it's, it's skewed. People have their own beliefs and they put them into the models. So it's heavily skewed. You cannot predict even a week of weather. I mean, you know, I grew up, I loved hurricanes. I lived, I grew up in Miami, Miami, Florida. And as a kid, I was obsessed with hurricanes because I just found them fascinating. Every time a hurricane was coming closer or, or actually did hit, I was excited. Kind of like how I am with, right now with the coronavirus. But now that I'm older and we have bills to pay and rent to pay, it it's not so fun. But a part of me like when when i went to the supermarket and, and all of the shelves were empty a part of me was like holy shit this is real we have to survive like the 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 thought process of we need to get into survival mode right now and uh like lending my brother a gun and all that and then thinking like of escape plans like fill up your car with gas just just in case you need to leave all of that is super exciting to me uh and it, and it also shows how fragile the system really is, and it shows how fragile people are. It, I mean, it's all interesting. So when I was a kid, I was obsessed with hurricanes, and with, uh, I, was, I was tracking them, and they always were wrong. There, were, there was a major hurricane that was supposed to hit when I was 13, and in the last second, it moved up and then hit New York. Like It skirted us, spared us, and then hit New York. All the models were wrong. And there are, it's not like there's two, two models or five models or whatever. There's like 30 models. They were all wrong because the data is what we put into it. Exactly. So when Dr. Fauci says these things or said this yesterday, it, it kind of made me say, uh, I, like I commented to whoever posted the clip I wrote, I wonder if climate models are like that. Jokingly, I said. And uh, that's what people need to remember when it comes to all these things is it's all bullshit. When people say models or studies or whatever, it's all bullshit. That's why I think science in general is bullshit. I'm not a science denier, and there are some absolutes, obviously, but things are always changing, and our assumptions are mostly always wrong. I mean, our assumptions, uh, when we thought the world was flat, were wrong. I, not to a few thousand people. <laughs> There's, I like how more people are popping up and they really believe that we're being lied to and the world is flat. I mean... What is the conspiracy behind it why why would we care why would it matter one way or another? What's the point of that lie? I don't understand like if you tell me you think that there's a secret cabal running the world and uh they profit off every war and uh, they own all the banks, I go yeah okay that's that's pretty believable, but if you tell me the world is flat, but why why who who benefits? <laughs> Who benefits off the world being flat? Like, the globe company? The company that makes the globes? I didn't know they really ran shit. Whatever, that's off topic. Let's move on. Um, So, so models are bullshit. And, uh, yeah, okay, so Tucker... I saved Tucker Rips, the World Health Organization. But I don't need to get into it. Basically, the World Health Organization is pretty much like the un it's it's like it's bullshit and it's funded by countries all over the world for some reason we give double than any other country for some reason china runs the show and there was a video going around where um a representative of the world health organization was being interviewed by a taiwanese girl and she was asking about taiwan like a very you know nothing question and the clip blew up because the guy, who's a white doctor from the United States but works for the the World Health Organization, refused to acknowledge Taiwan because China runs the show. China, for some reason, look, I don't know anything about politics over there, but China doesn't recognize Taiwan as an as a its own state or something. And uh, and there's like a whole whole drama with that, but we don't need to get into it. I was gonna I was gonna play this clip because I found it fascinating. We only have about ten minutes left in the podcast and I got to keep it moving. Um but uh yeah, go find that if you want or if you if you want to if you DM me I'll send you the link. Um but an interesting article I found today <laughs> Bloomberg finally they're right about something and and uh, again, it takes them so long to catch up. It's funny how the 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 mainstream media with its thousands of employees takes forever to catch up. Yes, they have their agenda. Yes, they're a mouthpiece of certain uh, organizations that we can't speak of. But uh, the truth tends to come out. So they tweeted today, breaking, China has, concealed the, uh, China has concealed the extent of the coronavirus outbreak in its country, underreporting both total cases and deaths. The U.S. intelligence community concluded in a classified report. No duh. No, duh. Do I even need to click on this article? How long have I been saying that on this, on this podcast since I've, we've been talking about the coronavirus? Pretty much since the beginning, right? You can't trust China. You can't trust their numbers. I had the link to this article and I'm like, I don't need it. We don't need to get into it. I read it, but we don't really need to get into it. It's just it's just funny how they, it takes them so long to catch up. And I'm glad that the truth has, uh, is coming out again. Where are those people? The 21 million cell phone accounts that just disappeared over the span of three months in China. Where are those people? I got sent a video that um, I can't completely tell is true. I mean, is real. A uh, a part of me thinks that it might be old footage or fake or whatever. But the other part's like, no, this pretty much much is true. So someone sent me a video last week of uh, uh, someone filming from their apartments. And who knows how they got that out. But where they saw doctors and ambulances uh, fully, fu- in full gar- medical garb and uh, in, like, quarantine outfits r- loading their guns. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then under that, in that same thread, I saw videos, this, which these ones are real, where uh, the police who bolted doors, like, didn't let families leave their apartment. They bolted their doors uh, f- opening after a week or two, opening the doors to find the whole family, all of them dead. And it's not just one person. It it, it it kept on happening. It was a big thing that happened. Um, they're not telling us the truth. And then you have the media perpetuate the lie that uh, U.S. surpassed the amount of coronavirus cases. That's a lie. Uh, it's still China. They're just killing their people. or Or just disappearing them. Which means maybe they're dead. Maybe they're in a work camp. Maybe they're in jail. Who knows? but you can't trust the chinese and uh i this video i saw really pissed me off so i have seen videos of people hoarding and not just uh the chinese not just the you know random white people here but i've been seeing more and more troubling videos of uh of chinese people doing it now you'd think that if there's if there's if hatred towards a specific group is going up You wouldn't behave a certain way, and you definitely wouldn't post it yourself online. So she uh, posted, so this woman, where are you? I have so many links. Nothing left for the Americans. Chinese woman brags about buying up supply of N95 masks. Uh, So the video is just her talking in Chinese, so I'm not going to play you the video. But she says, it feels so awesome to buy all the masks. I didn't leave... A single mask for the Americans. So th- she's doing this in the United States. And she's filling up a, a, a truck full of these. Thousands. She's buying thousands of them. Who knows what she's going to do with them. The woman shared video clips of her, ca- uh, of her callous stunt on Chinese social media. I guarantee you the Chinese government is telling people to do this. Chinese social media site Weibo. The video was captioned, So much fun shopping. Bought them all. Left nothing for the Americans. It feels so awesome to buy all the masks. Um, they still don't, they still don't know about the purchase limits, limit on masks. Uh, she said while laughing, I bought all the masks, the shelves are empty and you can see my sweat. I feel like a thief. Yeah, you are. Um, yeah, so that's all I need to say. But, but I'm look with, with what I do with this podcast, I kind of have to, Recognize patterns, and I mention this all the time. And I keep seeing things like this, like the video of uh Chinese people in factories. And by the way, this is also happening in India. But the Indian thing that I saw, the people working with the ma- making the masks in India, it's just really dirty environments. So I don't know how effective those masks will be. And you have also, if you've been paying attention, you've been hearing that you know how China is sending equipment to Italy and Europe and even the United States And how it's all faulty I even saw an article last night That a company in Luxembourg uh, Sent masks to the UK Not masks uh, uh, Equipment I don't know what kind of equipment I don't remember That was contaminated with with coronavirus That doesn't happen by accident So it's either uh, Shitty factories like in India Where it's just dirty Or this video that also went viral From China in a chinese factory a chinese factory wor- worker rubbing face masks on his shoe all over he's stepping on them and he's rubbing them he's taking them individually and rubbing him on, rubbing them on his shoe literally like seriously fuck the chinese when people are like no it's just the ccp it's just the 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 chinese communist party yeah no again there are some good people but really the majority of them fucking suck i've been and people are like no the people in hong kong the at le- those ones are nice you know like the other, you know in, in in mainland china uh outside of hong kong i i get it i get it but in, in hong kong they're nice no they're not i've been there it sucks they're they're a piece of shit <laughs> and it's they're not they don't all work for the chinese communist party it's the mentality also look it, it it's the propaganda for sure for sure it's the propaganda that's being fed to them by the chinese communist party but no one's really rising up there and if they do they're immediately they're immediately killed are you kidding me? We've made that country so much more powerful ever since we gave them all our manufacturing jobs. And if one good thing happens from this coronavirus thing is we get our jobs back and manufacturing job uh, jobs back, then you know what? This was a godsend. And we suffered for a couple months. We didn't pay rent for a couple of months. And we almost slipped into depression. But the boom after will be huge. And also maybe the silver lining is that we realize celebrities fucking suck. Um. But yeah, there was a couple other articles that I've been meaning to get to, but they'll still be relevant by next week. Uh, but uh, let me get to a question because the the podcast is pretty much done. Question for next Sadcast: How long do you think the quarantine will last? Will it get stricter? How will you spend, uh, your your Trump bucks? Okay, I don't know if I'll even get the Trump money. I don't think I. I don't know if I qualify. I hope I do, cause uh everyone's being hit, but that whole bill, and I read it in the last podcast, if you haven't heard, it's a scam, it's a scam, uh, they should have, they should have done something with, like, (laughs) they should have, uh, suspended taxes or something, the income tax, they should have done something a little bit more creative than, uh, printing more money, the Federal Reserve printing more money, it's, it's a scam, and then, then, and then the other half of the bill was to give to, a bunch of organizations that have nothing to do with coronavirus and to give to immigrations, it, it, migrants that are coming here, migrant uh, programs. Are you fucking kidding me? Go listen to the last podcast if you haven't. Uh, the, the quarantine, it's so bizarre because today's April 1st, and uh, it's been three weeks, basically, and it feels way longer because everything is now the same. And uh, you just feel a little bit more trapped. And it got extended for another month. Who's to say it won't get extended after that? Seriously, I, I mean, some people are saying that the next election might just be canceled. I would actually kind of like that. I don't think that'll be the case, but you know, now nothing is surprising. I don't know. I think that it's gonna last a little bit longer than a month. I think I would predict till mid-May, actually. Um, and you know, I've been seeing some. Some stupid videos of people in shitty neighborhoods in this country out partying and doing block parties and and gathering and all that. And then the cops break it up and they say fuck you to the cops. Fuck you racists, even though half the cops I see are more than half are black and Hispanic. So, you know, try to wrap your head head around that. Um, But if we continue to see people act like that and not unify under this now what again you can individually you can think this is a a little bit of a hoax if if maybe it's not a hoax but but maybe it's overblown you can think that but also the other half of you should be like well maybe it's not and maybe we should all try to uh make this as short as possible and listen to the rules a little bit right i don't know like i'm I'm very conflicted with it but everything is close so where are you gonna go what are you gonna do where are you gonna travel to um so I, I look I hope it, it it's done even before this month I hope that things start going really well where they're like okay it's not necessary for the whole month we can get the economy back up and running people can go back to their jobs but honestly no clue um I don't know but that that being said that was sadcast episode 98 I'm sadwater here's a song I love you bye